Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. Hi, everyone. I am back with another solo episode, and the title of this episode is Unapologetically Being That Bitch. I'm very excited to dive more into this topic because I was definitely inspired to do this episode based off a product that I recently purchased, which I'll get into it just a little bit. But before we get into all of that, obviously I like to always start off my solo episodes with life updates because everything changes within just a week or two weeks. Normally I have guests on here every other week and so in between those breaks I will fill you in but I know the past month and a half I haven't had guests just to take some time to decompress but guests are coming back next week so I'm excited to um, have our first guest back after a break so get excited for that so yeah um, speaking of guests I have been reaching out to more people and I'm getting some replies back which is nice because I don't always get replies back and I think that's one of the hardest things about being a small podcaster is people not replying back to your pitches to be on the podcast. It happens. So I still have some other people that I need to follow up with, but that's exciting. So get excited for more guests to be here throughout the rest of the year. So that's one thing. Another big update. Well, I don't want to say it's like a big update, but it's some update. I can't remember if I told you guys last week whether or not work was starting to pick up for me or not, but it's really starting to pick up and I think it'll pick up a a little bit more next week as well. But I'm working on two positions right now and it's keeping me busy. I have some other projects that I'm working on at my job and it's definitely, you know, filling in my calendar slot and even with my mentor sessions for my other job, I'm starting to get like three sessions a day, which is a lot. So after I finish my regular job, I jump into my other job and then I'm basically working until like 8 p.m. But I enjoy those sessions, but it does get a little draining when I have to do a lot of sessions after work. But, you know, because I only get paid once a month for my regular job, it really helps to have this other job to tide me over with some other money. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm sticking with it. Until I can find more um, additional sources of income that can be more consistent and give me more money, then obviously I won't be with this other job anymore. But for now, I do like what I'm doing and I do get payments every other week so it does help and it tides me over until I get my real paychecks where I can pay my rent and my bills and all that good stuff. I think another thing that's kind of been going through my life right now is that I'm still trying to just manage my feelings of overwhelm and stress. So I think in the past few episodes I've just talked about how I'm very burnt out, I'm very overwhelmed. I mean let's be real, I've been kind of burnt out for the past year And I haven't really found a way to shake that off and to really manage my stress. I have been doing a good job taking it one step at a time. I think for me, like I have to give myself more breaks. And while yes, it can take away time from me being productive in air quotes, it's the only way that's going to help me stay engaged and get work done and 
help me be productive, help me manage my time. And what's funny is like, I'm not even bad with time management. That's actually a thing that I'm really good with, but I think the thing that I really struggle with is that sometimes I spread myself just a little bit too thin. And I think that can really show with my mentor sessions that I take after work. But again, like I need the money. And so I have to have um, reasonable availability for those people who do work with me. And sometimes I tend to go a little bit overboard with content. I almost thought about going live on Amazon tomorrow, but I realized, no, you're already planning on filming a video that's going to go up on Friday. Plus, you want to do a stream on Friday with Amazon. So, you know, you have to pick two out of the three. You can't have all three. So those were the two that I'm picking. So that's like a little spoiler alert. So if you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, expect a bonus Friday video coming up. And then I will get my Amazon video up, well, a live stream up. So yeah, I'm excited to get back into streaming on Amazon this Friday. It's been a month since I've been able to stream. And that is pretty much because I haven't been able to. I've been away from like pretty much most of my Amazon products. And when you stream on Amazon, you're supposed to have the products on hand. Or you can have B-roll, but... I don't always have B-roll of everything that I own and I have to like pre-film it and then upload it onto OBS, which is like the streaming software that I use to make that happen. So I'm excited to do that again. Those are always really fun and it's always fun to just take some time of my lunch break to just talk about products that I love and I own that you can buy on Amazon. It's really fun. So that is something that I'm looking forward to doing at the end of the week. And then the last thing that I can mention just about what's been going on with me is that I finally got my decompression over the weekend. So if you remember last weekend, I talked about, or not weekend, but last week in general, I talked about how I hadn't found time to decompress after my trip. And then once I got back, I had to just immediately jump straight back into work. And it was just constantly go, 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 go. And I was so stressed out, even more overwhelmed because I just felt like I couldn't catch a break. I had content goals that I had to hit. I had work goals that I had to hit. I had mentor sessions and it was just exhausting. So it wasn't until last Friday, I finally was able to sit down and be like, okay, finally time for myself. And then I was able to go out with a friend and we saw bros and it was such a funny movie so if you haven't seen bros yet please go see it it was so funny so well done and then we went out for drinks with some another friend of ours and it was just really nice to play catch up because I hadn't seen them in about half of a month because I was gone for like three weeks so it just was so refreshing to just be able to see my friends and to just not worry about filming or work I was just able to just relax and that was so nice and I think that's kind of why I've been entering this week in a much better mood because I finally got to take some time for myself that's all the life updates that I have to share now let's get into the main portion of this episode so earlier mentioned that this episode was inspired by something that I bought recently so when I was filming my thrifting for Halloween costumes video, um, the second video, which just went up on Monday, I found this t-shirt at Crossroads, which is a chain thrift store um, in certain states 
and there was this shirt that said 100% that bitch and of course like in my head I immediately started singing Truth Hurts by Lizzo since I think she I don't know if she originally said the phrase 100% that bitch I do think she is trying to trademark that but obviously like I immediately thought of her when I got that and I like to consider myself that bitch in quotes and so clearly I had to buy it and I did it was like I think $14 if not maybe even less than that I honestly don't remember but that inspired me and I realized I just hadn't done an episode solely on just like being a bitch and why being a bitch isn't necessarily a bad thing the word certainly has a big negative connotation to it and I'll explain that in just a second but I feel like I've covered a lot of episodes that have like subtopics about where I've talked about times where I've had to be a bitch in quotes but really it's all about me just protecting myself and setting boundaries and trying to um, live a healthy life that doesn't allow negative harmful toxic things into it and that I need to do what's best for me and I think that is something that people um don't always like I think the word bitch has definitely been misused and it's also had like a very misogynistic connotation to it as well and I just don't think people understand what the word bitch really means and there's a lot of people out there trying to define it and we as women need to take back our power and we have been able to reclaim that word and what being a bitch means to us and so historically the where the word bitch has been defined as a malicious spiteful person especially a woman someone who is lewd or immoral typically referring to a woman or a woman who is extremely difficult or unpleasant. It always just refers back to a woman. So if a woman is being difficult or unpleasant or she's just being mean and malicious, there's a difference between like being a rude, mean, malicious, spiteful, nasty person versus someone who is assertive and doesn't take bullshit. Because the way that we're redefining the word bitch here is that we are just trying to live our lives unapologetically without trying to please people and I do think the word bitch is being misused and people are confusing the word bitch with someone who is just trying to protect themselves and that's why I wanted to make this episode because I want to redefine this word I think we all can redefine this because I don't want this to have a negative connotation to it I just stated earlier women have reclaimed this word and we want to take back our power so I redefine being a bitch as someone who is unapologetically marching to the beat of their own drum. They stay unbothered and they live their most authentic life without doubling down because of someone else's opinion. That's how I define it and I feel like a lot of people who get it will know that being a bitch isn't what you think it is and as I mentioned there is a difference between being mean and rude and then being someone who is just standing up for themselves, who is marching to the beat of their drum and not being a people pleaser. You can still be a good person and still be kind-hearted while doing all of that. 
I don't know if you've ever heard this quote, but I've seen it on like neon signs and it says, well-behaved women don't make history. And I believe that was a spinoff of Laurel Thatcher Ulrich's book, uh, well-behaved women seldom make history. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think well-behaved women can make history, but I don't think that, like, there is as many of those women because when you really think back, many women had to fight back and go against the status quo to make history. Like, take Susan B. Anthony for an example. She wanted women to vote and even though at that time it only meant white women and clearly we've progressed and obviously like anyone of any race can vote and any gender can vote it was a start for women despite um the conditions that it was under but you know if it wasn't for susan b anthony i don't think women would still be voting i mean who else would have stood up for women to uh, make sure that we could vote I I wouldn't know, right? Like, that's just one example. I do believe that there are so many women out there who had to make change, who had to go out of gender stereotypes and traditional gender roles and say, fuck this, I'm realizing, like, this is bullshit, I need to take a stand against it. And that was considered to be not well-behaved because back then women were seen as how they had to be docile and they had to be tame and submissive and they weren't allowed to voice their opinions and that was considered to be well-behaved but anytime a woman would speak up she was considered not well-behaved and there are unfortunately people who still treat women like that and it's gross but There have been so many times where I have been accused of being a bitch when I'm not being a bitch. These are just people who don't know how to handle strong, confident, vibrant personalities who know what they want in life. So for an example, or the first example, I should say, I make a lot of honest posts on LinkedIn when it comes to recruiting because that is my full-time position. I am a technical recruiter. And I make a lot of honest posts talking about the hiring process, what it's like to be a recruiter, what recruiters actually look for. And I demystify a lot of things that are being said regarding the job search. And there's a lot of bullshit out there. And I'm there to debunk it all. And so I am just very, very upfront and honest. And I say things like, please don't listen to those who are spreading this information. This is how it really is. And I'm very direct about it. And people will still yell at me saying like, it's not what you said. It's the way that you said it. And I'm like, what do you mean by the way that I said it? Because I was direct? Because I was honest? Because I didn't sugarcoat it? Yeah, this is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. I'm sorry you can't handle directness. But you got to learn that you shouldn't be taking this personally. This is just how I talk. And I'm not going to, you know, change my voice to appease to your comfort level. In fact, like my posts are very educational and they help people. And I even have myself branded on my LinkedIn profile as an unapologetic and opinionated technical recruiter who is debunking job advice myths because there's so many bad things out there that I don't want candidates learning and I want them to unlearn what they've learned because 
they're most likely learning bullshit. So that's one example. I get a lot of pushback on my posts and I push right back because people need to understand not everything is about them. They don't need to take things personally. I'm very opinionated and I'm not gonna make you feel comfortable. If you don't like what I have to say, then don't follow me. It's simple as that. Another time where I've been accused of being a a bitch is when I have to set boundaries and say no to family members, especially my mother. Every time I say no to my mom or I set a boundary with my mom, she claims that I'm being disrespectful or that I have an attitude. And she was obviously taught growing up that women are not allowed to act a certain way. And it's annoying because I feel like my mom is absolutely a true independent woman at heart. And she just refuses to kind of come out of that shell. And it drives me crazy. And I'm just kind of tired of people saying like you're being disrespectful for saying no to something yeah i'm allowed to say no to something that i don't want to do that i'm not comfortable with and i don't want to hear the argument well sometimes you have to do things that you're not comfortable with well yes that's true if i know that thing is absolutely optional which most of those things are i'm allowed to say no And if that makes me disrespectful, then so be it. Then I guess I'm disrespectful because I'm not doubling down and I'm not going to, you know, push my boundaries to, again, to appease someone's comfort level. I talked about being honest and direct in general, being honest and direct at work. I mean, I think I have talked about this so many times, how me being honest and direct at work has gotten me fired before. And again, that's bullshit. And the complaints happen to come from other women. I think there are still a lot of women out there who have a lot of internal misogyny that they don't realize. And the thing is, they still can't even handle other women with opinions. And that makes me so sad. Because if a woman came to me with her opinion and her stance on things, I know that she's being direct. I know that she's not being a bitch or that she's being bossy. I know that's what she's a woman, what she wants, and she has expectations. And there's a difference between having expectations and knowing what you want versus being a fucking tyrant and a micromanager and just being an overall toxic person in general for no fucking reason. That's the difference. So I'm just being direct and... I thought I was being as professional as I was and I still got called rude and I had to literally have a conversation with my boss saying this is the evidence like here are the screenshots because keep in mind anytime people called me rude it was done through slack messages and I had the evidence and I said please show me where I'm being rude because I am not being rude in any part of this conversation. If you thought me having to ask you a question three times because you weren't answering it the first two times was considered rude, again, get the fuck out of here because I'm not being rude. I'm sorry that you are failing to address my question. I'm getting frustrated. I have every right to be frustrated when you're not telling me what I want. If you think my expression of frustration constitutes as being rude, again, get the fuck out of here. This this is exactly what I mean. Same goes back to having a tone. The thing with my voice is that it's a very unique voice. I 
kind of sound like a teenage boy with a little bit of tipsiness. I don't like my voice. And I've talked about how I don't like my voice and how it's made me very insecure and that I don't sound very feminine. And there's really nothing that I can do. Could I go and take voice coaching lessons? Sure, but that's a very unreasonable request of someone to be like, you need to take voice coaching lessons because your voice just sounds like it always has a tone. It's like, that's just how my voice sounds. And so when I talk, it may sound like I'm whining, but like that's literally like the sound of my voice. I can't change that. I can manipulate my voice to make other voices, but that's exhausting. I'm not going to do that. That's a very unreasonable request to tell somebody to get voice coaching lessons. That's not going to help. That's money and time that I probably don't have to do that. I can't help you there. If me regularly talking by my blank voice is referred to having a tone, then I don't know what to tell you. That sounds like a you problem and you should probably take it up with your therapist. Because that is literally just how I sound. And I'm not going to talk like this and sound like I'm always pleasant and feminine. Because that's just not how I talk. Like even just trying to make that voice was fucking exhausting. I've been accused of being a bitch for radiating confidence. I'm a very confident person. I march to the beat of my own drum. I don't feel embarrassed when other people may think that they would be embarrassed by doing certain things that I do. Like I have no problem filming in public, setting up a tripod in the middle of the street, and I just start talking. Some people would be very fucking embarrassed and feel awkward to do that. And so they project their feelings onto me, thinking that I have to be embarrassed. But I'm not, because that's just confidence. I gotta film the video. I don't have a photographer. I don't have, like, a boyfriend or a husband to help me out to hold my camera. Well, yes, I have friends. I'm not going to ask my friends to come out with me every single time that I have to film. They may not be available. I have to do things on my own schedule, which is why I have a tripod. So that's just like one example. Like I can't burden my friends with my personal projects. It just doesn't work like that. So yeah, if I have to do something like that because I have the confidence and I had to learn how to just get comfortable with being uncomfortable and filming in public. If people have questions... I'm more than happy to say like, hey, I'm filming a YouTube video. And then they'll be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then they realize like, okay, I get it. But some people are still weirded out by that stuff. And again, that's not a you problem. That's a them problem. I will continue to speak my mind for others who are scared. That is something that I've heavily been accused of for being a so-called bitch. I'm not afraid to speak the truth. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. When Cerebral was under a lot of scrutiny and I spoke up about it on LinkedIn, I had so many people who were working at Cerebral or who had just gotten laid off from Cerebral being like, oh my God, thank you for saying this. I didn't have the words to say this and you put it so perfectly. Thank you for being the voice to the people who couldn't speak up because they were fearing retaliation from the company. I was happy to do it. And there were some people who still didn't like what I had to say, but hey, Cerebral hasn't ceased and desist me yet, nor have they sued me or taken any kind of retaliation against me, in my opinion. There are people who are not happy with what I had to say, and I'm not sorry for what I said, because it had to be said. 
because that company is trash and I will happily share that opinion with everyone. I think that company can burn to the ground. <laughs> okay, wow, I got very heated for no reason there. The point that I'm trying to make is that being a bitch or being that bitch in quotes is not a bad thing because as long as you're not harming people in any kind of way, then you're not doing anything wrong. The only time you need to reevaluate is if you truly are hurting others and the things that you're sharing do cause a lot of negative impact on others. But I think you should be able to point out whether someone is being petty and unreasonable versus somebody who truly had their feelings hurt. And hopefully those people can come talk to you about it and you can figure out what you did wrong. I'm always happy to have a conversation with somebody if they feel like I did them wrong by some kind of way. Always happy to have that conversation. I think confrontation is a very good thing. What makes me a bitch, like what, how I define being that bitch for myself, I cut out toxic people and those who just don't serve me any longer. I just, I don't have time for people who are fake, people who are always talking shit about my, behind my back, thinking that they were my friends. I just, I don't have time for that kind of negativity. I believe that people who are against you in life have no place in your life at all. And it took me a very, very long time for me to recognize that. I don't bottle up my emotions and I say how I'm feeling. I know I just already addressed that and I just addressed how I believe confrontation is healthy and a good thing. If I feel like I have a problem with somebody, I'm going to come to that person directly and talk to them. And it took me a really long time to figure out that you just need to go to the person and just say how you're feeling. Don't talk shit about that person because it could go back to bite you in the ass and then you're forced to have a very uncomfortable and awkward conversation. It's going to be a lot better if you just go to the person directly and you'll feel so much better about it. I don't care about what most people think of me. I only care about my opinion when it comes to most things. There are some exceptions like if I'm at work and I'm working on a project Obviously, I'm going to want feedback on certain stuff. Like if there are times where I'm asking for feedback or I need opinions to like improve something, then yes, I'm going to care about your opinion. But if someone doesn't like my purple hair and they say like, I don't like your purple hair, you look better with black hair, I'm going to say, well, that's too fucking bad. I'm going to keep my hair purple because I like it and that's what makes me feel good. I'm not a people pleaser. I used to be, and truly that got me nowhere. Now, when I say I'm not a people pleaser, I'm not saying that I am making sure that everyone hates me. That's absolutely not what I'm trying to say here. I'm just saying like I don't find ways to change who I am. I don't tone it down to make someone more comfortable. I remember there was this one time when I went back to my college for homecoming when I was in grad school and I was with some sorority sisters and there was a Kentucky football game on at someone's house that we went to and 
Kentucky had just scored a touchdown. And I remember I started chilling really loudly and I was so excited, got all riled up. And a girl from my pledge class who was such a snotty goody-goody, I could not stand her. She just was so fake. She'd be like, Alana, tone it down. Like where she was like flapping her fingers down. Like I'm doing the motion like you can't see. She'd be like, Alana, like tone it down. Like be quiet. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be quiet. Like Kentucky just scored a touchdown. I'm excited about it. Let me be excited about it. Like I'm not going to tone it down to piece to your comfort level, Susan. That's not her real name. But it's like I'm allowed to cheer for a football team for a school that I attend. Get out of here. Come on. I value my time. I think that's important. I care about doing things for myself. Sometimes I have to be by myself. Sometimes I have to tell friends like, hey, I need to be by myself today. And most of them are understanding. I communicate my feelings. I also am not afraid to communicate plans, strategy, other things. I feel like I do that very well. You'll be surprised at how many people really suck at communicating. Nothing makes me angrier than a bad communicator. There's one thing like if you are maybe neurodivergent and that's something that's hard for you. But if you were just purposely a bad communicator and you just are so caught up in your bubble that you don't care to speak up for things and you don't reply back to text messages or return calls in a timely manner with no excuse or reason whatsoever, that will piss me off. I can promise you I'm not going to do that to others. I don't like ghosting people and I don't want others to be doing that to me. And then the last thing is that I hate gender stereotypes and roles. I think it's kind of obvious just after everything that I've been saying on this episode, but I really go against the status quo at time. I'm not afraid to be opinionated and loud and take up space. A lot of women weren't allowed to do that back then. And I'm so glad that we have been able to progress as a society where women are allowed to voice their opinions and concerns in life without getting in trouble. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So you're probably thinking now, well, how can I be that bitch? I want to have all those things, but I don't know how to get started. So there's only a few tips that I can share here because it's going to really depend on you because you have to redefine your own character traits. The first thing that I can share with you is to think about everything that I've mentioned. Think about what really resonates with you and what you think you would be comfortable doing. Maybe you think you could be comfortable getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that you maybe once thought was embarrassing to do in public that maybe really isn't that embarrassing. Like maybe just going to a restaurant by yourself and ordering for one. If you've always been scared to do that, try that. I challenge you. Again, think about what you think you can do and you know you'll be comfortable doing it. The second thing is don't actually be mean and rude. That's not the point. And I've been saying that this whole entire episode. Being that bitch is still about being a good person. But it's about setting healthy boundaries and staying true to you and making sure that you are not harming other people along the way. Take some time to learn more about yourself. I think that's really important. Think about all of your character traits. Think about if there's anything that you want to change about yourself. 
or, or things that you think could improve upon to make you a stronger person. Another thing is to figure out what you want in life. Focus on what you really want. Did someone have a game plan or a dream for you, but you don't actually want that? Speak up. Focus on what is going to bring you the best quality of life, what's going to make you happy, and go for it. And the last thing is to work up your way to build confidence. I think confidence is so important. So those are the five actionable pieces of advice I can give to you. But again, it's going to really be up to you because everyone is so different. Everyone is going to redefine what being that bitch in quotes means to them. So I challenge you to redefine yourself and think about what that means to you and how you can be that bitch in your own world today. That's the end of this episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. And if you ever have an experience where you felt like you had to be that bitch, you know you can always share with me anonymously at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with another episode. And it will be a guest episode. So get excited, everyone. Bye.